Hello, this is Chris from We Hate Bards. I'd just like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, we have plenty of more podcast material on iTunes, or you can check our website at wehatebardspodcast.com. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We Hate Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wehatebards. Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening. And now, on to the podcast. Greetings, and welcome again to another solo adventure. With me, Chris. Uh, we're going to be running uh, another Tunnels and Trolls adventure with our new favorite dwarf friend, uh, Grunar, or uh, Grunar the Steady. Uh, and I'm a little bit excited, a little bit anxious about uh, this adventure, because uh, if you listen to the previous adventures of with my uh, good friend Grulu, uh, he was doing pretty good, pretty good till about adventure number three, uh, when he died horribly at the hands of a Gorgon. So... Starting a new adventure. It's going to be a new city adventure. Uh, you know, I really maxed out and spent a lot of my money. Got himself a nice huge hammer, uh, a really nice stuff. Um, you know, pretty much spent a, a lot of money to try and keep him alive. So the next adventure is another city adventure called uh, The Darkshade Chronicles, A Day in Barukesh, uh, by one Mr. Uh, Jerry Tellia? Jerry Tellia? So, it's a solo adventure for, um, you know, a wizard or rogue with not a 30 or less combat adds, which is, I have 30 or less, so it should be okay. So, let's see here. Starting out, this is all the beginning stuff, uh, spells and potions. Okay, so let's start this out right. So, Grunella Dwarf just finished going to a previous city, which I cannot remember the name of. Uh, it was uh, something Cities of Chaos, but uh, he fought a bunch of people, didn't earn enough money to be able to get into the club where he needed to go, so he said, screw it, took all his money, bought a bunch of stuff, and left. Uh, and said, forget about the king and all his missing stuff. Um, he's rich, he can buy new stuff. Hmm. Also got a nice, delicious iced coffee here, too, which I'm going to be uh, sipping over. So, uh, first off, se- 7A is where we start. I don't know why they didn't start at, like, 1, but to each his own. Where was your character's last adventure? Uh, in a city? Well, yes, it was in a dungeon. Or currently you live in Barukesh. We don't live there. It was in a city. So go to 8A. Okay. You have paid for first-class tickets in a wagon bound for Barukesh. Well, of course, because I'm, su- I'm super rich and i got lots of stuff now. It has been a long journey. But uh, the comfort of a feather cushion and the avoidance of saddle sores is more than worth the cost. Let me just say, uh, before this, uh, Grunar walked everywhere. He uh, did not have any transportation. Uh, it is the grand festival you are looking to attend in the city, and by your estimate, you will arriving spot on time. Uh, you check the pack for possessions, making level one saving throw versus luck. What? What? Okay, what's my luck? Luck is 12. <laughs> Ooh, I don't make it. If you are unsuccessful, go to 11C. I swear, if they steal everything in the beginning of this module i am going to lose my lose my business all right i am unsuccessful go to 11c all right uh you you curse your luck when you realize that one of your coin pouches is missing from your pack these abound in most cities and you make a note to be more vigilant when you go to barrel cash reduce the amount of coins you have by 25 percent 
confident nothing else is missing, you settle back into your seat and try to relax and uh, for the few. Oh my god! So so I had a hundred gold for my last adventure. Um, now I have seventy five left because uh, thieves. Thank you, module. All right, I'm already off to a bad, bad, bad. Um, uh, thinking of this one module, so because uh, the last two modules are actually pretty good because they didn't uh do the thing that like normal solo modules did where it's like oh you get here make a saving throw oh you failed it well you're dead that's it start over and it's like just unnecessarily cruel like that okay so we go back to 31a okay so we're gonna go to the city and mind you, this is a huge huge module this is like you know 122 pages so so i mean we can get all sorts of trouble here and all sorts of cash i mean so Gruner the Dwarf has goals. So, number one goal is to get a bunch of money to buy a gun. That's what we're going to do. We're going to buy... Because there's guns in this game, like flintlock pistols. And uh, we're going to get one of those. Uh, second is uh, we're going to buy some anti-venom and uh, hopefully some magical gear. And with the amount of rest money over, he is going to buy a heavier hammer so we can crush people's skulls in. All right. So, the great city of Barrowkesh appears over the horizon. As you approach, you notice that there is a huge line of carts and crowds of people quite up, uh, waiting to gain entrance. First class does have its privileges, and your carriage drives... Oh, yeah, it does. Beyond the main gate to the side entrance. Your driver is wade through, and you are now within the walls of the city. Go to 11A. Okay. Okay. The main street of the city is crowded with most new arrivals, pushing deeper to where the fest uh, festival's activities will kick off uh, at the city center. What character type are you? If you're a rogue, go here. If you're a warrior, go here. If you're a warrior type, go here. I am a warrior, so we're going to go with 13A. You're a warrior, and you're trained for most of your life in the art of warfare and weapons. Make sure that any armor you're wearing has double the amount of... Okay. Oh, okay. Also be sure to uh, include your include uh, your level as an additional bonus to combat ads. Huh. Uh, I'm going to say uh, that is... Uh, oh, I, th I think it means currently any, uh, like, a strength dex and things like that. Okay, okay. Because uh, Tunnels of Trolls doesn't have, like, levels. Like, there's a weird system where, like, you add up your ads together, and then, like, depending on how many ads you have, like, that's your level. So, yeah. So, so okay, I already did that. Uh, the streets are already flooded with all manner of citizenry. During the festival, all seem to forget their petty differences and plights and generally try to enjoy one week where all can be set aside. Ah, uh, time to earn some cash. The crowd seems to have a mind of its own, and you are quickly swept into the tides and moves uh, toward the central plaza. There, the festival kicks off with an amazing, ooh, Funimatoro display, where the city's wizards put on a visual display of spellcraft that can be seen, that that has to be seen to be believed, or so you have heard. Go to 72C. All right, we're going to 72C. Da -da -da -da. All right, there we go. Man, a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of background in this one today. Uh, Barrowkesh is well known for its fighting pits and gladiatorial arenas. One such fighting pit draws your attention as you make your way through the city. The crowd gathers around a large open pit and cheering on fighters is fairly normal. A row of steel cages holding humanoids resembling serpents is a bit out of the norm. A half Uruk with a long braided hair and large warts on his face is calling out to the passing throng. We have some captured lizard men, good citizen. Who wants to fight one of the evil and deranged creatures? Oh, oh. Oh, we're going to take a closer look. No, absolutely. Go to 21B. Oh, we're interested. Because uh, if you previously noticed, uh, we went into a fighting pit in the last city, and uh, we murdered everybody. 
and uh, basically kick us out of the fighting pit because uh, we killed too many people. So, as you approach the half Uruk, he makes eye contact with you and beckons you over to him. Oh, there's a picture of him, and sure, he is gross. You there, what do you say? Would you like to test your mettle today? These foulest men have captured and sentenced to death for their <laughs> indecent crimes. Probably just being, if there's anything like D&D, probably just being, you know, lizard men. Uh, pretty much rounded up. Do you know they eat people like you and me? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, what a speciest. Glancing over the cages, many of the creatures appear to be in sorry state already. Some carried untended wounds from either their capture or likely a previous fight in the pit. Most are about five to six feet tall, having scales covering most of their bodies. It will cost you five gold, and if you defeat your opponent, you will earn 50 back. Don't worry, uh, we have healers available if one of those slides gets the better of you. For some more gold, of course. How about it? Uh, uh, that's, a really, that's a really tough call. Uh, uh, you know, uh, if you have full gold and want to fight, why not? Let's do a little bit of fighting. Uh, you know... Myself, you know, I feel kind of bad for these other people, but I feel like Grenard the Steady um, doesn't really care much. Uh, I feel like he will murder all of these people as long as he's getting paid. So 56A it is. All right, let's 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 murder some people. Uh, you hand over five gold. Okay, let's mark it down. I got 70 now. All right. Uh, and... And to the restaurant, and wait your turn in the pit. You are told by your, uh, you'll be next as there's one fight about to start. Both companions are already in the pit. One is a young human with a medium build and darker skin, a local of the area. The other is bruised and already somewhat beaten lizard man. He is handed a crude spear and a stone tip upon being forced down as if the pit. The fight is mercifully quick as the human shows to be a competent fighter. He does not hesitate to finish uh, the melee when the opportunity presented, plunging his broadsword deep through the creature's heart. With a slight hiss and a few coughs, his laces relinquished. The victor, uh, the victor gently lowers the body of the lizard man to the ground and then kneels to utter a quick prayer under his breath before returning to cheer from the crowds. Yeah, yeah, what a what a compassionate man. Uh, you're up, the half-Uruk says to you as he guides you towards the entry of the pit. Now you... Uh, would be a good time to drink any potions or cast spells if you are able. Uh, spells that could be casting yourself to aid in combat would be allowed with this time, and it lists all the kind of spells. Be sure to uh, make your saving throw versus intent, and you cast the spells. Make your level 2 saving throw versus luck. Oh, no, that's not good. Oh. I fail. If you are unsuccessful, go to 28B. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I don't like this at all. Okay, 28B. Uh... You enter yourself for the pit, going through some of your training uh, motions, limbering up for the challenge. Another lizard man is prodded into the pit. The creature is a bit smaller than the others and does not show too many scars or cuts from events leading to his capture. His his, uh, his binds are cut and he is handed the same spear as his defeated opponent. He then starts to look around the pit, seemingly more concerned about his surroundings and the fact that you are standing opposite him with your weapon ready. As he tenderly approaches, the lizard man's head quickly lurches forward and spits forth a gooey missile at you. Do you have a shield equipped? Of course. If yes, go to 68B. If not, try to uh, evade the revolting missile. Uh, 68B. All right. So yeah, I got. I totally got a shield. If this thing eats my shield, I'm gonna be super pissed. Uh, so 68B. Uh, use your shield to block the gooey spittle that is hurled at you. The lizard man is advancing with his spear ready for a lunging attack. Well, I was gonna try and show some compassion, but not now. You may attempt to trip the charging foe by making a level 1 uh, saving throw versus speed. Uh, success means that you eliminate uh, his combat adds for the first combat turn. Failure means that you lose your combat adds. That, uh, failure means that you lose your combat adds in the first round. What? 
If you would like to try a trip, uh, do so now. Uh, they apply the results of the first combat. Go to 42B. Okay, so, uh, sorry, it's good. It's like kind of trip attack uh, nonsense here, uh, which I am not a, uh, a huge fan of. Uh, so, what's my speed? I know it sucks. Eight? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not even going to try that. Let's go to, let's go to 42. Let's go to 42B, and let's just get this fight started. Okay. This is a fight to the death. You will be given no quarter. Be sure to roll for yourself and add your opponent, comparing the tolls and the combat add. Uh, okay. So, uh, let's see. Any eh, combat adds, including split to con values. Okay. There's attack. Two tail whip, additional 1d6 damage. Armor scales, three hits. Con 32. Uh, okay. So, Lizard Man, uh, Spitter. What a jerk. Uh, melee attacks. So, I don't get any adds this first time. So, he attacks me with 3d6, uh, plus 17 which is going to, and you know what? It's going to be good for me to have like an additional piece of paper here. Oh, what's this? What's this piece of paper here? It's got a bunch of nonsense notes on it. We're going to use this one. Because unlike uh, like D&D, there's like all sorts of adding all the time because you have to roll a bunch of dice and add stuff during fights, which makes it a little bit cumbersome. Um, uh, so he got, what, 10, 11, so 28. And then I, and I don't get, for some reason, I don't get any of my combat as this turn because this module will... Bites, but you know we get a ton of dice so that is uh 10 uh 21 25 26 26 so he does two and then it easily my armor just chinks it off and so it kind of goes back and forth like this like so he will roll if you haven't done combat before haven't listened to the previous uh podcast for tunnels and trolls so like he'll roll his dice uh and he'll add his adds which is just like whatever he adds so like 3d6 plus 17 and so he got 10 plus 17, he gets a 27. Now I roll my dice, which is 8 dice, and I add 20. So so let's just, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to negative 20 from this and just get 7 and then just roll these dice here. <laughs> Alright, so 10, uh, that will be uh, ooh, uh, 20, uh, 30, uh, 31. So 31 uh, minus 7 is uh, 24. So I do 24 points of damage. Minus his scales. He's got three scales. So 21 points of damage. And he has 32 hit points. So I just did a, an amazing amount of damage to him. Just, you know, with my hammer. Just He tries to put up his little lizard hands. And I just, like, you know, crush right through it and, like, slam him in the chest. You know, breaking a bunch of ribs. Um, he's coughing up blood. And then we go to round two. So... Ooh, not good. So he'll get 11. So that's 28. So he'll get 8. And then I'm going to roll mine. Oh, yeah, he's toast. Pay, I, you know, I just, you know, about the same. You know, completely destroy him. So if I reduce the con to 0, go to 51E. Oh, yeah, that happened. Now give my money. 51E. You deliver a killing blow and defeat the Lizard Man. Take 50 AP. Ooh, nice. Okay, and AP is like, um, uh, not action points, that's Fallout, uh, adventuring points, which you can use to, like, um, uh, buy skills and, like, up your, uh, stats. Okay, and 50 gold, ooh, and I got 120 gold, good job. 
there's a healer nearby that will cast Poor Baby Healing Spell, charging two gold for each con restored. You head back to the main streets and continue, uh, and continue on your way. Go to 11B. Oh, I don't get to keep <laughs> keep fighting? Alright, 11B. So I'm done with that. I've had my goods. I've crushed that lizard man to death. So, there's a fork in the road, and the crowd does not seem to be choosing one direction over the other. Most seem quite content to go in either direction to get to the city center. Uh, which direction will you decide to go? North or south? Uh, let's go south, 39A. That seems like a good idea. Let's see, 39A. Okay. The main thoroughfare from the east gate breaks to the south around the bazaar. Once around it to the southern edge, the road then heads back towards the east and the center of the city. The road runs along the edge of the more affluent residential neighborhoods. Larger estates are bordered by 10-foot stone walls, of course, to keep the riffraff out. Uh, you know, uh, further south, you would find the larger estates of the most wealthy citizens, many of which employ their own private guards for additional security. Well, yeah. Further ahead, you can see crowds have begun to slow down as people try to push through the city center. You can see a, a few large uh, statues on grand pedestals looming over the gathering throng. A man in a hooded black cloak steps out of the shadow of a nearby entrance to the park and beckons you over. You say, you there, he says. Do you want to make some easy money? Uh... Well, let's go walk into the park and talk to the man. Uh, uh, Grunar is all about making easy money. Well, it's probably going to be easy. So, ooh, and this guy does look shady, and he has a Fu Manchu mustache in this picture. Always the sign of uh, mm, respectable citizenry. Uh, you approach the man, a human, and not a native of this region. He has, he has a pronounced mustache and wearing a long cloak with a hood. Well, I met my friend. I'm, you know, giving him, like, you know... 30 years of smoking. I have an offer for you. As you can see, I'm currently not in condition to handle the task that needs to be done. He opens the cloak to reveal his left arm, which is in a sling. And what will you, uh, make this so much worth my time? Oh, oh, sorry. That's me asking, not him. And what will you make, uh, this so much worth my time, you ask? The man is a very fancy jewel dagger and folds it into his cloak. As you may, uh, not know, the fumentorio will be starting soon. The amazing spellfire show that will be lighting up the skies. The entire city will be watching from the city center to the roofs of all buildings. The dagger, continue, is a copy, a very excellent copy, of one that currently resides in a wealthy man's private collection. A, burger, a good burglar should be able to make his way into home while the city is distracted by the exploding sky and make the switch before anyone will have noticed. Uh, we will have uh, moved the general artifact uh, to my contact and join your profits. How can I trust you, you ask? You have a... You will have my copy, and I assume you, uh, I assure you it is f uh, worth a fair amount on its own. Uh, you also have the original if you are successful, but finding a buyer for such an item may be difficult without me. Alas, my time is short, and I need a partner. What do you say? Three to gold if you if you bring back the original? Uh, I'm going to decline and go away, because I'm not... Grunar is not a burglar. Like, he's not hes not a burglar. Like, he is not going to uh, sneak into somebody's house and steal something. Um, he's going to break down the front door and just murk all the guards and then just pack up everything and leave. So, we're not going to do that. Uh, if you decline, can you go anyway? Go to 42A. Yes, we're going to decline. Uh, so, you say... Sorry, folks. Uh, I'm not the burglarian type. You have reached the city center, where a large crowd is gathered. Most are looking to the sky and waiting for the grand display of pyrotechnics and spellfire to be administered by the city's wizards. Not only are the people crowded in the square, but the rooftops of the outlying buildings are also lined with spectators. The crowd interrupts with glee as the city leaders appear on balconies, waving to all assembled, and then alerting the wizard uh, that it's time to start the show. Synchronized explosions erupt in the air as bottles of bubbly drink are opened, sprayed, and passed among the crowds to drink. Uh, 
Uh, whether or not this is your first time partaking in the spectacle is awe-inspiring. As you uh, delve, uh, as a delver, I guess that's uh, me and not an adventurer. Oh, you getting, getting the pig for her? Oh, yeah, pig. Yeah, sorry. Uh, my daughter's uh, stuffed pig was in the room, and uh, she needed it to go to bed because uh, the stuffed pig is important. Okay, so where was I? Uh, balconies waving, bottles of bubbly. As a delver, you have seen all matter of spell conjured from wizards and shamans in your adventures. These spells are unique and alluring, powerful yet controlled. No one in the crowd feels any trepidation, as trust is fully placed in the hands of the uh, gesticulating uh, gest city mages, whatever that is. Take 200 AP for the, for the fantastic experience. What? My goodness. Generosity. After taking in a few of the bubbly drinks while watching the show, regain two comp points as needed. Nope, I'm good. You joyfully join the crowd as it makes its way a few blocks away of the night's main events. The Mino Encirio, also known as the Bull Run. Uh-oh. Go to 61C. Oh, I don't like this. I'm about to be gored by a bull to death. That's not good. All right. A large crowd has gathered in an open city block. You can see a source, uh, you can see, uh, you can see a course set through the city streets leading to the gates of the Grand Arena. Wooden barricades uh, up to 10 feet tall are erected on both sides of the street. Two corrals are set up at the beginning of a course, one for the participants, which seem to be mostly human, and one that contains four large minotaurs. <laughs> so the bull run is minotaurs? Oh my goodness. You've got to be kidding me. All right. All right. We are not getting involved in this. Uh, there is a booth set up where people seem to be signing up to participate. Mm -mm. You see a human female walk away from the booth, checking over belongings as she heads towards the corals. Starting line. Would you like to approach the registration booth? Ask the female fighter some questions about the event. Find a place to watch. Uh, I'm going to ask the female fighter, 59A. Pardon me, but can you tell me about how this works, you ask? Not a problem, she says. If you are a citizen of the city, the entry fee is waived. Otherwise, it will cost you 50 gold. Uh, but it gives the opportunity to win 500 gold. You can make it through the course and to the center of the arena. Of course, you will need to be chased. Uh, you will be chased all the way by four monstrous minotaurs that will only want to trample and dismember you. While you're in the course, you not cast spells or fire missile weapons, as this could harm the crowd watching. City mages will deal with you should break the rules, and you will forfeit your entry fee. You can stand and fight the minotaurs with your melee weapons, but I would advise against that. Get to the arena as fast as you can. Uh... Anytime you want to quit, you can crawl under the outer wall. This will mean you forfeit your entry fee, but not being trampled is a good thing in the end. Good luck to you. What would you like to do? Uh, well, let's just watch. No, 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 no. I'm not a fast walker. 62C. We're not doing this. So uh, it's like, eh, no, we're not going to fight four minotaurs, especially if I can't uh, have a gun first to shoot them with, uh, which, well, on our way. It's a, it's a lot of money, folks, to get that gun, uh, listeners at home. It's like 2,000 gold, and uh, yeah. That's that's a, that's a that's a must purchase. You find a spot along the run where you can get a good view of the spectacle. The men and women in the first corral begin uh, to tense in anticipation of the start. The minotaurs in the second corral begin to snort and scrape their hooves on the ground, pacing and getting themselves all riled up. Oh, this is gonna be a bloodbath. A city mage in the nearby balcony raises an arm to the air, and the pyrotechnist blast shoots in the air. The doors to the front of the rear of the participant coral are raised, and the throngs. Uh, within rush forward towards the street uh, course. More than a few unfortunate men and women are trampled by this crowd exiting the pen. After a few moments, a second blast is sent to the air and the door to the minotaur corral is open. The four powerful monsters charge from the enclosure and first headbutt or gore any unfortunate... Uh-oh, uh, uh -oh, hold on. Uh, 
uh, uh, uh, still left in uh, the first corral that had been struggling to get back to their feet. The participants soon rush away with the corner out of sight. The Minotaurs following blind rush and hot on their heels. Screams of pain and anguish are eerily mixed with shouts of joy from the onlookers. You shake your head at this brutality, but wonder how you would fare in a mad dash for gold. Maybe next time, take a hundred uh for uh, take a hundred action points for surviving your day in a barrel cash. Oh my goodness! All right, one hundred. Uh, go to forty-seven A. Okay. All right, what's that? Uh, uh, oh, that's it? That's it? Uh, 47A, the end. What's next? Are you stranded in the wilderness or without your possessions? Try House in the Hills. Or you've made it through the venture in one piece or sleeping peacefully for a long day. Try Deathbed. Uh, oh my goodness. What is, so, so like, that's, that's, uh, uh, that, that's it. I mean, this is, this thing is huge. So, like, uh. I wonder where, like, I so basically, I, I, I that, that's it. I and I ended the quest. Well, that was a really short one. There is like, there is, there is, in fact, how many like, uh, uh there is a total of, uh, like seventy three, uh, of of these like like letters. So like sixty six A, sixty six B, sixty six C. So there's seventy of them. There's multiple ones. So I think I chose like the most boring path available in the city. Um. Yeah, and it, I earned like a little bit of money and got a bunch of experience points, but uh, didn't really do much else. So that that was that's very interesting. That's that I don't know what to think about that. That is that is really bizarre. Like I picked like the really cautious approach, and instead of really like punishing me for it and like hurting me for it it just said like okay you're like super cautious and you know you you know learn some things because you know you're getting excited and see some new experiences then you go home which is a really bizarre kind of take for a module not something i have ever seen or like that's really really interesting because like you know i've written modules before for games to run and things like that and like it's always like well if the characters don't do this you're always thinking of well how to get the characters to do what you want them to do like you know if they decide not to do this well that's okay well you know we'll circle around back and get them to do it eventually you know by hook or crook but you know to say like well let's all just go home and then you say well okay let's just go home and pack it up and that's the end of the game well well all right i mean that's uh, well i'm playing them straight so like i'm not gonna go back and we're not gonna redo it you know i had my day in barrakesh you know, got some experience points, and so um, the next module was gonna be some type of um, like, like a, a t uh, like delve into some type of like god temple or something, and for some type of like ritual test or something that I downloaded, which is sure to be a bloodbath. Okay, so you've been listening to the Five We Hate Bars podcast, and uh, Grim of the Dwarf had like a really great time in the city without any complications. Uh, you know, he got his, you know, got worked up a little sweat by murdering a lizard man, but, uh, after that, uh, yeah, just enjoy some fireworks, watch people get gore, call it a day. All right, well, we'll see you in the next episode of Tunnels and Trolls. Good night, folks.